It's not that we're being bad. It's not that we're not good human beings. For whatever reason, we just have not perhaps paid attention to some of the blind spots that we have. It's a matter of personal development, business development, and paying attention. There are opportunities for our work and careers everywhere, if you know where to look. That's easier said than done, especially in our fast-paced and constantly changing world. Marianne Fairmouth is talking to experts, employers, and job seekers to bring you insight and understanding about what's possible. This is Career Can Do, where we're navigating the new work world. Welcome to the Career Can Do podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate the new work world and beyond. My name is Marianne Fairmouth. I'm an executive recruiter multi-genre author, nationally syndicated columnist, and today I am just delighted to have a guest on my show that has a reputation as a motivation guru. Ruth Klein is an internationally known brand strategist, best-selling author of seven books, speaker, and expert celebrity branding maven, and has appeared in such publications as The Oprah Magazine, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC, and many more. She holds master's degrees in clinical and spiritual psychology. Her best-selling book, Generation Why Not, lays out seven principles that may hold very, very important core beliefs that are so necessary in our current times. She talks about it's not about your age, your gender, your background, It's about your attitude. And as an executive recruiter for over 35 years, I think what Ruth has to talk about today is of paramount importance. So after that incredibly long introduction, without further ado, help me welcome Ruth. Ruth, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Marianne. Well, Ruth Klein, you are a person that I just hold in such high esteem because you are doing so much for people in, in so many different areas right now that is so, so necessary. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this. And I'm really curious about that best-selling book, Generation Why Not? So I've been writing books. I have six other books that I've written. And I, you know, I looked around and I thought, gee, why is it that some people create very successful businesses, successful lives, Then something happens and they lose it all and then they come back. And then what is it that has people lose it and they never come back? What is that? And so that's the question of curiosity that I started with, with this Generation Why Not book. And I interviewed a lot of people, including the real Jerry Maguire, Lee Steinberg. I interviewed FinTech financial technology founders. I interviewed an 83-year-old man who had written four books in four years and was excited to be going out and giving speeches on his four books. Just the gamut. And what I found, Mary Ann, is that it's not so much the situation, what happens to us, it's how we handle what happens to us. Because we all have experienced our own type of 
downfall, whatever that may look like. And so how is it that some of us keep on going or start up again? Was it age? Was it age? Ask the 83-year-old. Ask Lee Steinberg. I interviewed, in fact, I interviewed two autistic young men. One always, he was 17 at the time. He wanted to become an actor. So I interviewed him and he said, I always want to become an actor. I found out that he was receiving a $3 million contract for a television show. Um, another severely autistic young man, brilliant, but could not speak, used the equipment for him to speak. He gave a speech at the United Nations during Autism Month. So it's not age. It's certainly not money. It's not your standing. It's not even your brilliance. It's your attitude. Ruth, I love this. And I so, so, so agree with you. There's a book out there or somebody said it. Attitude's everything. What is the power of manifestation, power of intention? We manifest what we believe. We manifest what we think we can do. Kenley Ford, one of my most favorite people in the whole world, inventors said, it's not if you think you can and you can't, you're going to manifest whatever you think you can't, you're not going to do it. So I think what you're saying is exactly right. And I think if more people these days have that mentality, you know, it's not about what happens to us. In fact, in some ways, Ruth, I think when we have challenges, it's not always bad. It's a good thing. You know why? Because it makes us stronger. It makes us learn valuable lessons. You know, I heard one time somebody said, sometimes success can be your biggest failure or failure can be your biggest success. It's the way you perceive it. It's the way you grow from it. I think this is a wonderful thing, but I'm just curious. I mean, you came up with this because of your interview, all these different types of people, Ruth, from all these different areas, and you found a common denominator. Is that what it was? Is that how you came? Yes. And it was all based on attitude. What they had in common was an attitude. But here's part of the expression of this attitude. They were curious instead of judgmental. And they learned, they had personal development to know, whoops, that's judgy. Let's turn that into curiosity. They are very open to possibility. They don't just think, you know, it's this way or the highway. They may think, you know what, my way might be better. However, I'm going to stay open just in case there's an idea. So I'm going to be open to that. They're of the belief that we all have a common thread and connecting to values. That's what really drives us, is our values. And when our ego gets out of place, we just have to remember to come back to our values. And so there were so many commonalities amongst this group that all led this, that's attitude. That's attitude. It's how you see the world. And so I'm a big one for how our perceptual viewpoint how we see the world perceptually is what we've experienced in our past, our expertise. So we have a certain perceptual lens and the generation why not, and I have to say this generation of why notters, I call them why notters, ranges from 20 to 90. It doesn't matter on the age, but they have perceptual lens that are open. It's not narrow. It's open. And they've learned that if it was narrow at one time, that was not serving them. 
It was not serving them because here's the deal. If you run into the same problems day in and day out, hello, knock on the head, there's something for you to look at. And that, as far as I'm concerned, that's a treasure trove of information. It's not a bad thing. It's like finding a treasure that's going to help open the door, help open the mind to something different. And I think when we are open as these Generation Y Nodders are to that, truly anything can happen. And the people that I interviewed, I interviewed a young lady in her 30s who had a multi-million dollar business with her husband. And then her husband ends up with her girlfriend. She loses everything because he takes all the technology information. She goes back and stays with family. And now she's back to hundreds of millions of dollars of a company herself. She's a Generation Y nodder. She didn't give up. Generation Y not, they don't give up. They don't think of failure. If you're going to say failure, that's just feedback with the Generation Y nodder. It's like being in a matrix and you're going and you're going and because you hit a wall, does that mean that you failed? No. It gives you feedback that there's another way to go. That's the essence of the values of the perceptual lens of the way they see the world. Well, I think that's invaluable information. And I really, I'm so thrilled we have you on the show. But you talk about seven principles that many people hold or these core beliefs without giving up everything. Can you give us a few of these seven principles to whet our appetite here to want to build more? Yeah, absolutely. So these seven principles are at the heart and soul of someone's success, the way they define success or not. It's right there. And so the first one is intention. Believe it or not, we have intentions all day long. We have the intention to get out of bed. We have the intention to have something to eat. We have the intention to talk to someone. But does anyone take time to pause and think, okay, what is my intention for today? And that intention for today drives them. So I had a client who was in real estate and her intention for the day was, I want to be a gift with everyone I meet today. Well, as it turns out, she was highly successful as a realtor. She did not have an internal GPS system. She would get lost showing houses. So she found an assistant who showed the places, but because she wanted to be a gift that drove how she acted. And so the people that would meet her or referrals that she would talk to, she had their business and they became friends for years and years and years. That's the intention. Another intention for someone who has a lot of anxiety going on and they're working, my intention for today is to stay calm and know that I have time to do everything I need to do today. See, that just kind of sets the stage. Then there are thoughts. There have been so many books and so much written on this, and it's been like this for decades, for hundreds of years. You read quotes. It's all in our thinking, what we think we are, period. And so, again, what's so beautiful about that if you are not reaching your goals, whatever they are, if you're not having the relationships that you want to have, you can almost certainly go 
to intention. What's the intention here? And what are you thinking? What are your thoughts in this situation? I can't do it. They should do it. They should apologize. I'm a victim here. All of those kinds of thoughts will not move you forward. Are they bad? No. Will they move you forward? Not in the way you want. And I think it's very important, Marianne, that we realize that it's not that we're being bad. It's not that we're not good human beings. For whatever reason, we just have not perhaps paid attention to some of the blind spots that we have. It's a matter of personal development, business development, and paying attention. One of the things I've always said to my clients is journal. I just want to throw this out because this will help people immensely with what we're talking about today. I have a clients now starting a 40-day journal called A Day in the Life. What do you call it? A Day in the Life. And you get on your computer or you do it by hand and you just start expressing everything that's in your mind. And it is so powerful. And then what happens, once the conscious thoughts get out of the way, your subconscious starts to play. And that's where the gift is. That's where the treasure is. Because that's the place where it say, well, I don't think I can do this. But you know what? Maybe I can if I did X, Y, and Z. It's a brilliant, brilliant exercise. And it doesn't have to be 40 days in a row. I think I started this three months ago, and I think I'm on day 39. <laughs> but what it does, it helps you focus. And then I have everyone printing it out. I have over 150 pages right now. I printed it out, and I put it into a notebook. And then I'm taking a highlighter now. And I'm telling you, it's like having your own little internal therapist. The third principle is beliefs. How do we see ourselves? What do we believe about ourselves? If we doubt ourselves, that's powerful information. If we think we can't do something, that's powerful information. So all of these are powerful, but without going through all of them, I just want to say for those people out there that are wondering, you know, why am I procrastinating? Why am I putting things off? Well, the seven principles are intention, thoughts, beliefs, decisions, actions, momentum, and environment. So on the actions, if you're not taking action, you're not going to find the answer when you ask the question, why aren't I taking action? Why am I procrastinating? You have to go back up to what is your intention and what are your thoughts and beliefs around this task or this relationship or this person or me. And that's where you will find the goal and why you're procrastinating. Ditto everything you're saying. And I, I think it's so, so important. And I think that especially post-COVID, so many people are searching. They're searching for a better way of life. I think COVID made a lot of us stop in our tracks and say, what do I really want to achieve in my life? Or what do I want to have in my life that will give me more fulfillment? But I think people ask those questions, but they don't know how to do it. And I think what you're saying in your book, you give people a roadmap to do it in a way that gets results. And I think that with all the people, all the very, very successful people you've worked with, with your celebrity status, you certainly have credibility here. You know, I've helped so many wonderful people move to a, a bigger and better place. I have a question for you. If you're working with an employer, if you're working with a company and they've just had so much trouble with retention or with the great resignation, as we're calling it, 
or to attract the right talent. And they say to you, you know, Ruth, I have a great company here. We've been around forever and ever and ever, but we just can't seem to attract the right people and get them to stay. What would you say to them if they've hired you to come in and kind of help them be more successful? I think they're a person that has a, a mindset that maybe is a little resistant to change. How would you handle something like that? Well, first of all, I would ask them, what is their internal culture? And then they would tell me whatever it was. And then I would ask them specific questions around it. Because many times what a CEO or a business person thinks is the internal culture is not. The internal culture is what the employees think. That's the internal culture. Otherwise, they're just words. So it's important to identify the internal culture from everybody there. What do they think? The second question I would ask is, what are your business values? I'll give you an example. I had a large company that called me and I asked what the internal culture was. They gave me what they thought it was. They gave me what sounded good, but it did not express itself in the real world. And the employees did not feel it because employees will stay with you if they believe in the value of what they're doing, if they believe in the mission of what the business is, that you will get buy-in and you will get strong buy-in. But in this case, that's number one. Then we went down and I said, what are your business values? He didn't really know. He just kind of threw out some words. And so I got the C-suite together and I got a couple of the employees together. We were all in the same room. We identified the top four company values. Boy, oh boy, that was such an experience for everyone. And employees felt heard. They felt seen. They felt valued. Because you don't think they went and told the other employees. You bet they did. And the C-level was thrilled that they had some cohesiveness finally amongst themselves with the employees. You can almost see it energetically where they just click. And that's what you want. You want an organization, Marianne, that clicks between the C-level, managers, employees, whomever is involved. And business, you know, we like to move. We like to move. We like to get things done. Got to start. And we don't take the time. We think we do. The C-suite sometimes, or the business ahead of the founder, the business doesn't take the time to step back and reflect monthly. And if you do this monthly, look at numbers. See where the numbers are. And then reflect back. What is that increase? I'm wondering what that increase is from. I'm wondering what that decrease is from. But always, always anchoring it to your internal culture and the internal values. And I love Howard Schultz. He's come back to the helm how many times? And he's someone who actually would talk to employees. He didn't just talk to the managers and the people in the C-suite. He did that too, but he talked to the employees. He wanted to hear their words. He wanted to hear how they were, you know, the energy behind it. That's why he was able to turn it around every time he came back because he did the footwork. So founders, CEOs, business owners kind of do a little bit of footwork. But here's the deal. 
If you don't keep it up on a regular basis, it's a lot. But if you keep it up monthly, you could literally spend an hour and a half a month. That's it. Once you've got it going. That's what I would do. And that's what I did. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us. Well, we're getting near the end. And if our listeners want to get a hold of you, Ruth, how do they do that? Do you have a website? I mean, how do they get a hold of you? Well, it's under construction, but I'll give it to you anyway. It's RuthKlein.com. And Klein is K-L-E-I-N. RuthKlein.com. And they can always email me at rkline at ruthkline.com, rkline at ruthkline.com. But I also have a gift for your listeners, Marianne. It is a free month of pocket coaching. They have me right in their pocket Monday through Friday for 30 days. And so I know you have the link and you'll post that afterwards. But what it is, it's basically anywhere from three to six minutes. Monday through Friday, I talk about all of the things that we've been talking about now. Mindset, money, branding, book writing, book marketing, momentum, time management, all the things that are important to keep you focused on running a successful business. For sure. They're all interrelated, aren't they, Ruth? Very interrelated. Yeah, but sure, I'm over here anymore and the life over here is all kind of near wide. Well, I think this is wonderful. I have been just so excited to have you on the show and, and learning so much, too, as we've been talking in the Blue Room and even now. And if we had to leave, I always like to leave our listeners with two kind of salient tips to really make your best life or have a future that's going to be more fulfilling, more happy, for you, both in your personal and professional arenas, what would those be? One would be making a stance for yourself and taking 100% responsibility for your attitude. 100% for your attitude. Not the other person got you upset, not there was traffic, not whatever it is, but 100% it's you. And if it's not working the way you want to, don't feel like you're a failure or something is wrong with you. It just means there's a treasure there to look at and to make a slight change. The second thing I would suggest is every morning, create an intention of how you're going to see your day. And you can even visualize. This has been around for a long time. This visualization has been going on in sports and it makes such a difference. There's so much research on that. So your intention and see yourself such as, I have enough time to do everything I need to do today and see yourself doing that. Another, as my client who is a friend said, I want to be a gift for everyone I meet today. I want you to see that. Another one might be today, I'm going to be incredibly productive and stay focused. All right. Well, I think you've given our listeners so much good information Again, this is Career Can Do. I'm Marianne Fermo. We have had the ultimate pleasure to have Ruth Klein on Career Can Do. All of her information will also be on my website, fairmouth.com. And, you know, if you get a chance, pick up that book. Pick up that book that we just talked about, Generation Why Not. Is that right? Generation Why Not, Seven Principles to a Purposeful Business and Life, Driven by Attitude, Not Age. Okay. Well, you are just a real gift to us and our listeners, and to Career Can Do. 
And we thank you so much, Ruth, and I hope we can stay in touch. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Thank you. We thank you for tuning in to our Career Can Do podcast. We make no guarantees on results for your particular quest, but we hope you enjoy the information presented. The views and opinions expressed in this program are solely that of the guest or speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Varian Fairmouth and Fairmouth and Company. Thank you.